Welcome to the Fabulous 413. I'm Khalees Smith, alone at the NEPM studios at the moment because my counterpart, Monty Belmonte, is currently in the middle of walking 43 miles to raise awareness both about the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts and hunger in our area in general. We here at NEPM have been highlighting stories on hunger over the past week as a lead-up to the march for the Food Bank 14, talking with those fighting through direct services in the way of food pantries and kitchens, and those changing policy that affects folks in need. The Food Bank of Western Massachusetts actually does both of these things and are a great resource for the region. And if you're curious about any of those stories, you can head over to nepm.org hunger, where you can also find the Monty Tracker, which shows you exactly on the map where he is right now. And from what I can see, he's just coming down Mount Tom. There are over 100 marchers over the course of the next two days, making the journey from Springfield to Greenfield in this endeavor. And we'll hear from several people taking those steps to end hunger. But let's start out at the beginning of the march. Only a few blocks from the NEPM studios in Springfield at Martin Luther King Jr. Services in Mason Square, which is still considered a food desert. You're all crazy for doing this, but crazy in a good way. My food justice hero, Liz O'Gilvy, who's here, tells me I can no longer call it a ridiculous publicity stunt because what we are doing is important to raise money and awareness for the Food Bank of Western Mass and their effort to end hunger in our area and make sure our neighbors have enough to eat. I'm dressed as Mojo Dojo Casa House Ken today, so if you were disappointed and no Barbie, tomorrow is Weird Barbie Day. <laughs> today is U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jim McGovern! Happy birthday to you! Before we push off here, yes, I'm going to do exactly what Andrew Morehouse, who was behind me, told me to do, which is introduce you to the new president of this wonderful facility that welcomes us year after year, Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services, Shannon Rudder. energy there is this morning and we are so so grateful to be a part of this I can't walk with you all because I got this fabulous food but we are happy to be a part of it and kicking you off with love and great great energy to go on your way so happy to be a member of the food bank uh, we are the fourth largest food pantry in the area and so very very proud of the work that we're able to do in concert with you all and your support to make sure that folks in this community have the food that they need when they need it and also the community right the, the, the community that's created here right here in the gym this is our pantry uh, we set up a food choice program and we couldn't do it without your dedicated support and making sure that the food bank has the resources that they need um, and so we're just so grateful so have a fabulous two-day celebration um, I know you're gonna have lots and lots of fun because that's what Monty does <laughs> so I'll pass it on. Thank you, Shannon Rotter. Thank you, Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services. Please welcome the birthday boy himself who's been working on hunger issues for so long on Capitol Hill and foolishly comes on this march year after year, even when it's his birthday, U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern. Yeah. 
And um, anyway, I am, I am so proud to be with all of you here today and my colleague Richie Neal and, uh, and so many old friends who have been on this march, I don't know since it's the beginning, but I look at we have a, a hunger is a political condition uh, and we have the ability to eradicate it. What we have lacked is the political will and to me this march for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts is all about the political will to help people in this community. Food ought to be viewed as a fundamental human right for everybody. I know everybody shares that position, but uh, you know, uh, what I really love about this march is that some people talk to talk, you all walk to walk. So look forward to it. It is my birthday. It's maybe my last birthday if I do all two days. I guess it's but I look forward to it, and at least the weather is cooperating. We've done this in snow, rain, sleet, and actually it's nice today. So hopefully that means we'll raise a lot of money. So thank you very much. We're gonna, you want to record for the Fabulous 413 right now? Oh boy, uh, right now. Hey, I'm hey. terrified of that. No, no we're, fi we're fine. <laughs> we're here with Senator Jake Oliveira at MLK Junior Family Services, Mason Square in Springfield. The senator took this seriously and is wearing Barbie pink pants and sunglasses, unlike U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern, who didn't dress up at all. Um, we're also flattered that you're a listener of the show, but what made you want to come out to be part of the Food Bank March today, well, Senator? food insecurity is, is a passion of many of us in the legislature and looking at the high level of need here in Hamden County and marching through some of the highest need areas and calling attention to this issue and providing solutions. That's what you do. That's what the Food Bank does. That's what the park partners do here in Western Massachusetts, so raising awareness, raising money, but also calling attention and doing it in a fun way, just like you, Monty, with your beautiful, beautiful outfit today. I took it a little bit of a different tactic. I heard you with Congressman McGovern on the fabulous 413, I believe, last week, and you were encouraging him to wear pink, and so I went out and got some nice $4 um, East Coast Marketplace or Ocean State Job Lot uh, sweat, pink sweatpants, so wanted to represent and uh, raise the awareness. Of it. They look what? great. Thank they you. They do look great. You look fantastic. What the legislature, though, has done on Beacon Hill this year for food security has been profound, especially with free meals now built into it. How much, um, what, tell me your work in, in response to that. As a former school committee member, having sat in the Ludlow School Committee for 12 years, uh, universal school lunch was a passion of ours, and so we wanted to make sure we got it over the finish line in the budget. It's a little over $100 million a year, so it's on us now to have an annual appropriation to ensure that every child that's going through our schools gets a meal, but it's not just about that, it's about the work that we do outside of school hours as well. You know, I have several communities and school districts that do programs throughout the summer with grab-and-go lunches, and we really saw during the, the early days of the pandemic, when schools had those grab-and-go meals, that sometimes was the only meal that a child could get. Right. And so, those issues, as well as building the new Western Mass Food Bank distribution center with support from the federal government and the state government to ensure that we're at the crossroads and chicken be to get out to the pantries we need. Thank you, Senator. Um, you're going to peel off at some point because you're going to do a West East Rail hearing today, too, which is another big thing you're we, working on. We have the, the new Transportation Secretary, Tibbetts Nutt, coming to Palmer, which is probably the least developed uh, out of the stops along West East Rail, but essential for West East Rail growth, especially for UMass and the five colleges, as well as going down and accessing on the eastern side of Hamden and Hampshire County. Well, we're, we're looking forward to having you along this March and you have to peel off for that. Thanks for doing this, Senator Jake Oliveira. Thank you so and again, much. you look fantastic. <laughs>
Martin Luther King Jr. Family Services with Congressman Richard Neal. Um, Congressman, when you were addressing everyone here, you talked about the importance of the child tax credit in response to ending, especially childhood poverty and hunger, which goes along with that. In a very brief period of time, that made a, a remarkable difference. That no longer exists. What is the likelihood that something like that could become the way the law of the land is written? I'm currently working on a plan where I think that it could be expanded in a end-of-the-year tax package. I have talked to uh, Senator Romney about it. As you know, he has a version. There is, I think, a good old-fashioned opportunity here for negotiation. There are those who want an expanded research and development credit, which I happen to believe is a good idea, particularly for Massachusetts. But I think the trade-off might be an expanded child credit. Mm -hmm. Beyond where the base of the Republicans are, Maybe not everything we want, but understanding that in a divided legislature that we're going to have to make some concessions. But for me, the priority is to expand the child credit. It's a very effective and also in tax policy efficient way to accomplish an outcome. This is your district, but yet U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern is coming with us through Springfield. Talk about, you You lauded the work that he's done in the legislature in response to fighting Jim's hunger. Jim's been a great friend over many years, and uh, as you know, I represent uh, at different intervals more of Worcester County than Jim has represented. <laughs> and I think that his work has not only been exemplary, but his unending advocacy on behalf of uh, those who are genuinely, genuinely in need has been an important part of what an individual member of Congress can do. And I said uh, in my uh, auditory comments that for Jim, it's not being a leader. On this issue, Jim is the leader. Thank you, Thank U.S. You. Congressman Richard Neal, for being here. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving Great to, to you. you. Good to see you. Bye-bye. Cheers. 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 It's Monty on the March for the Food Bank with Andrew Morehouse, the Executive Director of the Food Bank, who you may be heard on the fabulous 413 when we took a tour of the new building. Uh, we're walking through the north end of Springfield right now, Andrew, and you had some really interesting data on the status of hunger in this neighborhood. Sure. Well, um, it's, it's one of the poorest census tracts in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, uh, similar to uh, Holyoke, and you know, with poverty comes issues like food insecurity and hunger, uh, which is clearly a symptom of poverty and not only a symptom of poverty, because quite frankly, there are many people who live uh, above the poverty line and they still can't make ends meet uh, given the inflation. And, and actually, that's been something that's been a condition for a long, long time since wages haven't kept pace with the cost of living. And so, you know, folks are folks are struggling in this census track as they are in, in Holyoke and, in, and for that matter, and across the city of Springfield, across all the cities and rural communities as well. So hunger and food insecurity are very prevalent and that's what we're here to do today. So raise awareness about it and invite everyone to uh, uh, support our cause and, and that of our 175 partner food pantries, meal sites, and shelters across all four counties of Western Mass. And a couple of them are right here in this neighborhood, those food sites. You work with uh, two yeah, we pretty big ones. Yeah, we just passed uh, the New North Citizens Council, which is really the anchor Puerto Rican nonprofit organization that, that's uplifted this uh, neighborhood and the Puerto Rican community. They uh, coordinate two of our mobile food banks where we bring once or twice a month uh, fresh produce 
12 months out of the year, rain or shine, snow, you name it. Uh, the Alpha Omega Food Pantry that provides hot meals to folks who need a hot meal on any given day. And the Gray House, which is another bedrock of the community and affiliated with the Sisters of St. Joseph, I believe. Uh, so a lot of important work going on here. Community members getting involved. Uh, you know, they could certainly deserve a hand up, but they're working really hard to improve their communities and, and live the American dream. Not too late to get involved in the work of the food bank and the work of the March for the food bank. You probably know somebody or a school group or a business that has set up a team. If you go to NEPM.org slash hunger, you can find a link to all the marchers and see who's doing what and find out ways to get involved as well as learning about more of the data uh, that the food bank has on the status of hunger in the four counties of Western Mass that they serve. More from Monty's adventures on the March for the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts 14, including the Monty Tracker, which you can also see at nepm.org slash hunger. You can see exactly where Monty is in the course of the march and where the rest of the marchers are at the very moment. Up next, we'll hear from the boots on the ground as Monty directs the march through Chicopee and makes a stop at Lorraine's Kitchen. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. All right, the March for the Food Bank has made its way to the center of Chicopee and Chicopee Town Hall with the newly re-elected mayor, John View. Congratulations on that. And congratulations on uh, having the food bank here in your community. I know it hasn't been without some of its issues, but what does it mean to you and the city of Chicopee to have a food bank, the food bank for our four counties of Western Mass within your city limits? We get to be the hub of food security. It's exciting. You know, uh, it's going to be much more efficient. They were able to build a suit, an amazing building that can use every square foot to store food. And uh, Chicopee is really excited to partner with the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. You can learn more about what the Food Bank is up to and this March for the Food Bank if you go to nepm.org slash hunger. Um, tell me about some of the emergency food situations in Chicopee. Where do people go to get food? Uh, where And what's the need like in your community? So people don't understand that we, ha- we do have 10 pantries. So... Lorraine Soup Kitchen, I'm a former board member. Uh, we'll be heading we'll in there shortly. Yeah. Uh, just a great place where we treat people with respect and dignity and making sure that uh, no questions asked, you can come get a hot meal or some pantry for your family. That's just one of the other, uh, one of the 10. So we're excited that you're doing this because the proceeds go to the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts. And two one, you talk to these food pantries and they say they wouldn't be able to do the work that they do without the work of the food bank, which is why, you know, we could have done a, we could have done a huge fundraiser just for one soup kitchen. But it seems like doing the food bank uh, fundraiser really has an impact on the 175 agencies they work at in the four counties of the fabulous 413. Are you going to walk with us? I am going to walk with you. And uh, one thing I can say, you know, today is about the community. It's about making sure that people in Chicopee are aware of where their resources are and what they can uh where they can go and and uh what they can do and on on that note uh the city of chicopee um is there to support people and it's time to give back so thank you for what you do and we're all thankful for many things and i'm very thankful and uh again it's about those who are struggling and we're going to make sure that they have food on their tables can you introduce me to your chicopee state representative here the state representative from the 8th hampton district is joining us shirley ariaga shirley ariaga pleasure to meet you we've not met before thanks for being on nepm and the fabulous 413 of course tell me about your relationship to the city of chicopee when it comes to food justice issues food justice um 
is a vital wildlife issue, unfortunately, not only in our Commonwealth, but here in Western Mass. Uh, we're very grateful that the Food Bank has decided and has um, established a new home here, which is going to serve our region. It's going to work with all the community um, stakeholders to ensure that pantries and churches and folks at the end of the day, our most vulnerable communities, have something to eat. Um, this is an ongoing issue. I only foresee it getting worse with the increase of everything, inflation, housing, you name it. And this is the least we can do. So things like this, this walk, means so much not only to myself personally, but to communities because they know that there's hope. And um, just know that you have an advocate here and we're going to address this. With our, we're going to work with our farmers, with our community stakeholders, our government officials at all levels to address this unfortunate crisis. Thank you so much. We are at one of the major stops on the March for the Food Bank. It always feels good when we land here because we're really making headway. We are in Chicopee at Lorraine Soup Kitchen in the Willamance area, which is a food desert, according to the mayor of Chicopee. Uh, we're here with the executive director, Kim Case. Tell us about how many people you're serving here at Lorraine Soup Kitchen week in and week out. Well, our numbers are growing daily. Um, we're probably serving about 35 to 50 in the pantry, depending on the time of the month. And then we're serving 120 to 140 meals every night, Monday through Friday. Plus, we're going out on our mobile pantry, which is um, anywhere from 15 families to 25 but when we go to the Chicopee Public Library, we see about 80 to 100 families there. And that's one of your mobile location yes, stops? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We go out to 14 different areas in the city. How long have you been with Lorraine's? Um, a year and a half. And has the increase gone up? Has it increased in that time that you've been here? Significantly, yes. We what? were seeing probably around 15 to 18 in the pantry a day. Tell me what you think is the cause of that increase. I economy you know the economy everything's going up prices of everything are on the rise and you know, you know tell me about the people that are coming here i think there's a lot of misconceptions about who relies on emergency food absolutely who are the people that you're actually serving here? everyday people like you and me yeah. just you know it's no particular age group or demographics it's just anyone and everyone are coming tell me about your relationship with the food bank of western mass well, we have a great relationship with them, and we're very excited to have them here in Chicopee now, you know, because it makes things a lot easier for us. They're five minutes down the street and yeah. instead of, you know, a 50-minute drive back and forth to Hatfield. So it's great to have them, and they're so accommodating. And, you know, whenever we have an issue or a problem, we just call them, and it gets fixed, and, you know, it's great. We go there a couple times a week for pickups, so, yeah. Is that the, where the lion's share of the food that you're serving comes from? Yes, yes, yep. That, and then, you know, donations from, you know, different people in the city. And, like, right now, this week is craziness because it's food drive season, you right, know. Right, right. Thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, everybody's giving. And so you have people that are back there preparing a meal for tonight? Is yes. that what it's for? Yes, yeah. it's Westfield Bank. And, and the volunteers from the bank doing it. Yes, and one of uh, the members here is one of our board members. He brings a group in maybe once a month, and they cook for us. Do you have anything you wanted to add? What's your name? Donna Murata. And what do you do here? Um, I'm the board president. I retired in June. As board president or as from your other job? From my other job. Okay, so then my, you can full-time board president. So I can probably almost full-time be here. Yeah. Um, but I retired to help care for my parents. So um, I'm finding that balance to be supportive of Kim and all the um, responsibilities and things that have to happen here because of the number of people coming. 
it's, you know, we're, we're a small operation. We depend on volunteers. We only have two full-time employees and about four part-time. Everyone else is volunteers. So it's, you know, if someone's out or the increase goes up, we really need to all kind of step up and come together and do it. And I just love coming down here and helping. What keeps you involved? Why, why are you passionate about this? Well, I'm, I'm a giver. And also, I have to say, my mother volunteered with Lorraine Houle when they were in the center of Chicopee. Of Lorraine's fame. Of Lorraine fame, yes, Lorraine Houle. There really is a Lorraine Houle. Um, I have to stop the misconception. There's Lorraine on the wall. And I will say at least once a week, someone will ask either me or someone else, am I Lorraine? <laughs> I said, don't let the gray hair in the full face fool you. It could be like the Dread Pirate Roberts from Princess Bride, where you could make for a nice next Lorraine. Yes, but I am not Lorraine, but I am happy to carry on some of her things. And my mother worked diligently with Lorraine, so I feel it's like a family kind of tradition or legacy to, to come in and help. What do you make of the fact that this part of Chicopee, as the mayor, John V, was telling us, is a food desert? Why won't supermarkets come to this part of Willamance and, and be there for the people who could rely on it, could use SNAP, could be getting their fresh, healthy vegetables from a, from a mainstream supermarket? There used to be, um, down, down the street where you passed, um, Kitty Corner from um, Boys and Girls Club, there used to be a big Y there. It was the original Big Y. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. So there was, in, I don't know why, you know, maybe they thought moving up to Memorial Drive was more of a central location. But we do, a, we do um, pantry here Monday through Friday, 10 to 2. We also do dinner Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. And then Monday through Thursday, 4 to 6, our um, pickup, our truck, box truck, goes out to 14 different locations in the city of Chicopee so we can bring food to the people that can't come to us. So we go to all of the subsidized elderly housing, all of the family housing. Um, one of our locations is uh, the Chicopee Public Library on Front Street, and we get anywhere between 80 and 100 households. That's not even family sizes. Because right. some families could be two, some families could be eight. Right. And so we try to hit because a lot of the places I take for granted I have a car. Right. Not everyone has a car or they can drive. So they can't always. And the buses aren't as regularly as they used to be. And you can only take two bags on the on bus. On ABTA, only two grocery bags. Yeah. And, so you know, those. Lorraine's went mobile. Lorraine's went mobile, says yeah. Mayor John View. Yeah. And so we're using our box truck. The only problem is our box truck isn't refrigerated or free, doesn't have a freezer, so we have to bring most of our staples and items in the uh, coolers. And now that it's getting a little chilly out, things will stay cold in our box truck. Oh, that's good. So, but you know, eventually we'd love to get some type of specialized vehicle so that way we could take our mobile out and be able to provide everything. You know, the non-perishable items like we do, the freezer, the refrigerated, take eggs and butter and yogurt and meat out to everybody so that they can get exactly the same that they can get here they could get out in the mobile because now we have we're somewhat limited we try to make it you know as equal as we can we're here at lorraine's soup kitchen in chicopee on the march for the food bank it's a wonderful pit stop for us on this march uh, we were escorted from city hall by mayor john view and mayor uh, you shared with me about growing up in this neighborhood and growing up having to rely on emergency food and in a, a time when 
perhaps the government was more invested in making sure people had enough to eat. We're constantly having a battle about SNAP, food stamps, but th this is something you experience in your own life. And I think one of the things that this march is trying to do is destigmatize what it means to ask for help, to need help, well even said. if it's just for a, a short amount of time. Do you want to reflect on that at all? I do. First, I want to invite you to come down and cook a meal with me. So yeah. I'm, let's do it. He comes every other month. So I want to make sure you get on my calendar and we can do, do that. But yes. no, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. It, it's about that stigmatism and people asking for help and they just, there, there's so much pride in the people of Chicopee and they have to just sometimes put that pride aside and come down and get the help they need. And we're here for them. If there's a cause, a need, or a good reason, Chicopee comes through every single time. And Lorraine's is one of the reasons that we come through. So I want to thank Kim Case, Donna Murata, the whole staff here at Lorraine's for all they do every single day. And, and you can see Westfield Bank is in here cooking today, providing the meal. It looks like something really special. So if you're hungry, come on down to Lorraine's. Serve this with dignity and respect. I call this one of our best restaurants. You can get a great meal here. And, Not when uh, I'm cooking with you. <laughs> well, we'll make something beer, great. Mashed potatoes, uh, salad, dessert. Yeah. It's going to be a great meal. And then, um, not sure what tomorrow night is, but Wednesday night we have our turkey meal. Nice. And then on Thursday, we are one of the bus stops um, to uh, pick up people to take them up to the Knights of Columbus on Memorial Drive for their big Thanksgiving meal. So if you don't have a way, you can come here at 11.45 and a bus will be here to take you up there and bring you back. Thank you so much for welcoming us on the march here every year. We love seeing the work that you do, seeing the work that we're doing trying to raise money for the food bank in action at a place like the Rains. And thank you for escorting us here, Mr. Mayor. Set a record this year, all right? Let's do it, let's do let's it. Let's do it. You can learn more about the march for the food bank and the work that the food bank is doing by going to nepm.org hunger. Thanks to Chicopee Mayor John View, State Rep Shirley Ariaga, and the folks at Lorraine's Kitchen in Chicopee. Up next, just before we talk with the Ken-dressed man walking himself, we'll take a tour of the food bank's new building in Chicopee with, pres with director Andrew Morehouse. Our Hunger Awareness Week coverage is supported by Ted and Barbara Hebert of Teddy Bear Pools and Spas and by Greenfield Cooperative Bank. And you can see where Monty is along those along the route, rather, at nepm.org slash hunger. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. You guys got a key card into all of your new spaces, too, just like we do in our new yeah, space. Yeah, isn't that kind of cool? Yeah, it's like yeah, Fort Knox. Yes, it, yeah, it is like Fort Knox. This wow. is um, Alex, our volunteer coordinator. Hi. Hello, Alex. Monty I'm Monty. Monty. Nice to meet you. Hi, Felice. Hi, nice Felice to meet you. Who's the, uh, the co-host of Fabulous 413. You've yes. probably heard it. So this is our community room. So this is where we're going to have all kinds of events. You, you remember it yeah, in, yeah. in its former life. So, so totally. obviously a lot larger. A lot more windows. A lot more windows. There's a grass area out there that we'll be able to have events. So we'll oh, be fun. able to tent up. Yeah, yeah so, that's really nice. Yeah, once once things settle down with the neighbors, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe by next year we should be in. I've heard we're a little bit on, about that. We're already on talking terms. I oh, mean, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Um, I mean, this is an industrial park. It's a it's a business park. Business park. Yeah, okay, business right. park, and so it's new to them, and we are going through you know some uh, ebbs and flows, let's just say. Yeah. Uh, and getting the building finished. I so. find it interesting that they forgot it was a business park. <laughs> Twenty years of vacant land and tractor trailers who are contracted or subcontracted or sub subcontracted. We can't quite figure it out to deliver food to us. They're just typing in 25 Carew Street, and so they're entering on the residential street. Which is uh, how I came in. Where right. you should. Yes. Unless, unless you brought a tractor trailer, no, my friend. No, I bought a tiny little electric car. Okay. Uh, so they're trying to come in there and cause ha- havoc. Is that part of the school? problem that the re- That's that one of the, the biggest residents. issues we're finding we're, oh, we're right now. I think it'll work itself out eventually, I think. Yeah, we're working on working that out. Yeah. Uh, neighborhood <laughs> gossip. That's this become very public. Yeah, we heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the Hamden room, and you have the Berkshire room across yeah. the way. And then we obviously have a Franklin room and a Hampshire room. Which room's the best? Well, it depends which room you're in. (laughs) They're all great. This hallway takes you right to the warehouse, uh, but this is where volunteers will go right to the uh, sorting room, help us sort and inspect donated food. Mm -hmm. We can't go in the warehouse, but we can take you to the mezzanine where you'll see it from from a bird's eye view, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So this is the First floor in the office side, so this is all the programmatic staff, uh, SNAP outreach and enrollment, food assistance referral for patients who uh, face food insecurity, or agency relations that interfaces with all the pantries and meal sites, of which we have about 175 now. Uh, Also our nutrition team is over on on that far side. Brown bag and mobile food bank operations staff work here as well. The lighting in this hallway is incredible. With these like long tubes of light. Yeah. So it's good to put a little bit of art into your activism, I think. Exactly, exactly. It's welcoming and it doesn't feel like it's as siloed as it might otherwise. It's nice also to have a welcoming environment. If you're coming to talk about food insecurity, something you might be insecure about yourself, it's nice to have a welcoming environment to go to so you don't feel as put on when you show up. That's right. And we try to make everyone who comes here feel comfortable. We got the Silicon Valley, you know, game stuff, you know, make give it that feel. You know, that you guys we're, are so hip. hip. Isn't this a massager? Yes, that's what it is. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, what kind of I was like, what kind of game is this? Okay. It's a massage game. It, looked, it seemed to me like a little fiddle day of hand fiddler I'm thing. I'm pretty sure this is a back massager, but you know, you guys go ahead and call whatever you need to call. This is Khalees. Jillian and Cheyenne. They're like Jillian the and two go-to people with the march. Like every email that has to do with the march goes to them. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. So again, this is all back office, all the development team, HR, administration, finance. We have a good time up here. Yeah, I bet. With that Silicon Valley toy massage you game. And oh, here, this is the bank. This is the bank, yes. This is where we're fortunate to be able to receive, store, and distribute uh, millions of pounds of food every year. It, it comes to this new warehouse, which is twice the size, has three times the storage capacity as our former Hatfield facility. And, you know, we're now in a position to receive a lot more food and get it out to people who need access to healthy food on any given day as we continue, as we like to say, uh, confront the underlying causes of hunger through public education and advocacy uh, so that we can change the playing field. So everyone always has access to healthy food. It's huge. Yes. I know, look at that. Yeah, this, this is, yeah four 
uh, racks high as opposed to three racks in our former Hatfield facility. This over here is the agency relations side where food pantries and meal sites come with their volunteers or staff to pick up orders of food that they've ordered online and schedule an appointment. They'll come all to this side of the building and pick it up on their scheduled appointment time. So everything's segregated. You came in the, the parking area for visitors and staff. Pantries and meal sites will come with their pickup trucks or small box trucks and they'll also enter that way and come around this side of the building. So they're, they're not interfering with uh, guests and staff vehicles and all of the tractor trailers enter on the the East Main Street side or supposed to hear that tractor trailers yes. don't make the neighbors mad yeah please <laughs> these are our sorting rooms where volunteer visitors come and help us inspect and repackage donated food and then it gets added to our inventory and is available for any of those 170 plus food pantries and meal sites across all four counties to get it to their folks in their communities to, to access it. And we have nine loading docks off to this side that wow. you can't see. So there's, there's a lot out there. And staff right now are going around and picking orders that food pantries and meal sites have ordered on our online ordering system. It's a live inventory system, so the minute they order it, it gets deducted from the inventory, so we have a, a live inventory. We know exactly what we have at any given time, and other staff are probably receiving uh, or unloading tractor trailers of food that's been delivered. It'll get weighed and counted and uh, added to our inventory, and so food's coming in and out every day. Hundreds of thousands of pounds. And these guys have fun. I know, look at them see. driving around in those little yeah, carts. Yeah, yeah. It's they pretty have fun. the safer forklifts, like the, the front driving ones, which are is important for warehouse work. Like they're just much safer for people who work in, with forklifts. These folks now, they can operate without volunteers walking through the warehouse, which used to be the case up in Hatfield, causing a lot of dangerous circumstances. And but now um, no one can go on the floor unless you're warehouse staff. So they can zip around a lot faster and that improves efficiency. And there's a much better flow in the building now. Uh, uh, there's not as many traffic jams. That's the way it was designed. Yeah, so. nice. Up next, we talk with Monty himself, all dressed up and just walking past East Hampton into Northampton, I do believe. You're listening to The Fabulous 413 on 88.5 NEPM. The Fabulous 413 podcast is funded by Northeast Solar, helping customers make the switch to solar for savings, energy security, and tax incentives. Learn more at northeast-solar.com. Welcome back to the Fabulous 413. It's the March for the Food Bank 14, and we're talking with the man at the helm of this effort, walking those 43 miles from Springfield to Greenfield, Mr. Monty Belmonte. Yeah. How's it going, Monty? Pretty good. We're already in Northampton. So I that saw. Feels really good. Yeah, we crossed over. We were in East Hampton for like uh, three minutes <laughs> on Northampton Street, uh, you know, Route 10. And, uh, We've now crossed the North Hampton proper, our last city for this first day of the 17-mile jaunt, 43 total miles of the March to the Food Bank. And the weather has been very cooperative. Uh, we're a little bit sore, but we're all feeling pretty good. <laughs> right on. I mean, there's only that little tiny patch of East Hampton 
from uh, in between Holyoke and Northampton anyhow. Also, this feels right. a little bit like the shoe being on the other foot from you interviewing me about my book, and now I get to interview you about the march and how it's going. Nope, you have to interview me about your book. No, that, we're not doing okay. that. No, we're going to talk about hunger and not Sir Morian anymore. Um, what happened in Holyoke? I didn't get a, it. Like, I got barely an update. How was Holyoke? Holyoke was great. Um, one of the, my favorite parts of the entire march is crossing over from the Willamette section of Chicopee over the Willamette Bridge over the Connecticut River into Holyoke. And it's always a beautiful view, especially on a sunny day like today. And we were met at the top of uh, Holyoke by Representative Pat Duffy, who represents Holyoke on Beacon Hill, and uh, we walked through downtown. We went to Holyoke Community College's Culinary School, which is right in downtown, and they had their grand opening of their brand new food truck uh, by making sure all the marchers had enough to eat, so we grabbed brown bags from Holyoke Community College's Culinary Food Truck, and then we uh, went over to Fame, that new bar in Holyoke, and uh, we ate our lunch, it was so great. We also, when we were in Holyoke, stopped by Lorraine's Soup Kitchen, Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Lorraine's was in Chicopee, but yes. by Kate's Kitchen in uh, downtown Holyoke. And uh, it, it's great to see the work of the food bank in action. And who one, all of the places you talk to um, have their own issues that they have to deal with. They have to figure out how to keep their rent paid, how to keep their lights on, how to keep their staff paid. But they couldn't do the work of feeding people without the work of the food bank. So it really is mothership hunger in that way where these 175 feeding sites are stocked up because of the support that the Food Bank of Western Mass receives from the community as well as from the state and federal government. Uh, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, or rather at the launch of the march, that it is Congressman Jim McGovern's birthday. How is he enjoying yeah. the birthday festivities on the road walking 17 miles? For tomorrow, hey. uh, I think he's doing okay. I, he was sitting down, when we were at Kate's Kitchen, he was sitting down. He was looking a little beleaguered, but he's, you know, he's 64 today. So uh, he, I think he's in good spirit. Though. He really, um, this is something that if you haven't followed, his time on Capitol Hill, almost weekly, addresses the U.S. Congress about the, the issues surrounding hunger. And we've mentioned on the show many times that he helped to convene the first in a generation White House conference on hunger, nutrition, and health a year ago. And there were so many great ideas about what we could do as a nation if we decided that it was our priority to make sure everyone had enough to eat. Some of those ideas are slowly but surely being implemented. It's also great to know that the state's legislative delegation is uh, in large swath here. We had Senator Jake Oliveira dressed in his pink Barbie pants and his pink sunglasses. Uh, where he, he came at the beginning. He left to go to a West East Rail hearing, I think in Palmer, and then he came back and is joining us all the way back down to Northampton. And, you know, our Beacon Hill delegation has done a lot of work with hunger, uh, especially this past year, in making sure that school lunches are universally free to our public school students. And I think that is an important piece of the puzzle of making sure our kids in the Commonwealth have nothing. Has any stop so far been a surprise or has it been more of, I don't want to say the same because like it, it's sad to say that these are the same problems that we've been having all along, but that's, that's the case. But have you had any surprises along the way so far? I think um, it's not surprising 
but it confirms our fear that uh, the need is continuing to grow. We saw a tremendous need during the beginning of the pandemic. It abated slightly when there were some federal supports, and now it is continuing to grow once those supports have gone away. A lot of it seems to do with uh, less than gainful employment, and some of it also has to do with uh, inflation. And it, it's the cost of paying for things has gotten too out of control for people to keep enough food in their kitchens, and so they have to make some hard decisions. So it's interesting to hear from Lorraine Soup Kitchen about you know people who are you know working full time. The things have just gone up so high in cost that they're having to rely on an emergency meal or going to the pantry. And uh, what we'd like to stress, or I'd like to stress, is that that's okay. I mean, that's what these places are there for. That's what the food bank is there for, to make sure that there's enough for everybody. Right. right. Have you had a chance to, I've heard you talk to marchers, which is awesome. There's a lot of them. But have you had a chance to talk to anybody attending any of the food kitchens that you, the food kitchens, the food banks and pantries that you've been able to visit? Just in casual conversation. I didn't, I didn't, grill, I didn't grill them on anything. Well, just we're not a warm hello. And, we're, we're looking yeah. to have conversations, but like sometimes yeah, conversations yeah. can make people feel a little more comfortable in doing the things that they may be a little bit insecure about, like you're talking. So I'm just wondering yeah. if, you, if you've heard from any of the people that are actually visiting these pantries. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't ask them about what situations brought them to this point, um, but I did you know, just give a friendly hello. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm looking more for like TV recommendations, how their day is going. Yeah. <laughs> no, let me think if there was any TV recommendations. Not from not from people in the pantry, from other folks. That <laughs> that's the other thing that's that's fun. That you know, the conversations that have along the route mm-hmm. are are a lot of fun. And there's you know, people bending the congressman's ear back there. People bending uh, Representative Jake Oliveira, uh, Senator Jake Oliveira's ear back there, so that they. They're doing a little bit of lobbying as they're walking. And then people are just forging friendships. One thing that I did find out, it's very interesting, is the uh, the head of the governor of Massachusetts' Western Mass office, Kristen Ellico, has marched on this march for the last nine years. She just took over as the head of the governor's Western Mass office. She met Tim Garvin from the United Way of Central Mass on the march for Cuba. So when the floods happened in July, and the governor wanted to set up a fund that could offer emergency assistance immediately to the farmers of Western Mass. Kristen, the marcher, reached out to Tim, the marcher, and they worked together to create this fund. I didn't know that until today, so that was rather surprising. So the networking and the connections that have happened because of this dumping are, have been interesting to watch, for sure. And I will also say... Um, the governor herself will be joining us on the march for the food bank tomorrow uh, around 4 o'clock, slightly after 4 o'clock, after this show is over, uh, in, in Deerfield. We'll get her, though. We'll get her for the next day show. We'll record her and have her on for the next day show. Okay, you better. Uh, yes, we definitely will. That's going to be great. This is the first time um, an, uh, an acting, a sitting governor has come and uh, participated in the march for the food bank. And, you know, I don't get why people want to do this silly thing, but it seems to bring people out. And I think it does create a sense of community working together step by step to try to do something for their neighbors. I have to say, 
like, not only did you see Lizzo Gilvie this morning, but you have defied yeah. her words at least twice in this last segment. It's I'm throwing myself silly... a little bit of shade. Yeah. <laughs> it is an important thing. And, like, clearly the networking that can happen along these 43 miles ends up being important, not just amongst the people who are trying to stop hunger, but amongst the policy that they try to enact afterwards. So, like, stop lessening this event, Monty. <laughs> I don't know how to, you know how I am, police. You hate this kind of attention, too. <laughs> yes, but now the shoe is on the other foot, and I get to talk about yeah. how awesome it is to bring attention to the fact that there are a lot of people right under our very noses here in Western Mass that are hungry, and this organization helps them out, helps out the organizations that they're close to. And what we can do to help them is find out more about it at... Uh, foodbankofwesternmass.org or head over to nepm.org slash hunger. We've been doing stories about this for the whole year honestly and in the past few weeks just really concentrating on it. Going through East Hampton, were you met by by Mayor LaChapelle? Um, we were about half an hour off pace. Oh. So I think she, are you, are you it was early? very likely that we're late. You're late. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting old or I'm not uh, as hard a uh, uh, or hard and fast a pusher, a musher, as it were, of, of the folks here to uh, keep going as fast as they've gone in the past. So we're a little bit behind schedule. Ah, gotcha. So apologies to you, Mayor Nicole Ochabella, you have been waiting. Uh, <laughs> it would have been lovely to see you for the brief period of time that we're on Route 10 between East Hampton and North Haven. <laughs> so where are you right now? The tracker shows that you're about to hit that medical business park that's close to the intersection of 91 and 5 is that correct yeah the old where the old clarion hotel used to be yes. that is exactly where we are so i'm glad to see that the tracker is working it makes me feel like the government the, the tracker is indeed working i wasn't able to make it work on my phone but on my laptop working just fine so if you too yeah, would so like to see you head over to nepm.org hunger and the tracker is right there you can see where the whole band of marchers are and that's for tomorrow, too. So we'll start at 6 a.m. tomorrow. If you want to join us but don't know where we are, um, it's sometimes hard to be able to tell listening to the radio exactly where we are. But that tracker appears to be testing in real time working perfectly. So there you go. Just find that tracker, figure out where we are, and join us. About how much left do you have on the march for today? Well, we can barely, we can basically see the little rotary that comes up at the end of Pleasant Street, like near Pro Loop. Um, so that's it. I think that's about probably a mile, oh. maybe a little bit over a mile left to go of the 17 miles. So that feels really good. The sun hasn't set yet. Once the sun's down or when you're in a shadow, it's pretty cold. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, believe me, it's so much easier to do this when it's not raining or snowing or sleeting on you. Tomorrow's supposed to be crisp. So my uh, weird Barbie dress, I might be chilly, but uh, we'll see what we can do to keep, keep it warm. Oh, and if people didn't hear earlier, what are you dressed up like today? Because there's always a costume for the March of the yeah. Food Bank. Two different ones, no less. The, the theme this year is um, the Barbie movie. It was such a big hit and I think an important movie. And uh, given that there's been such an anti-drag sentiment across the country, and uh, given that I think drag is an important art form, that I've always loved and admired and done a little bit myself to a certain degree. Uh, I'm saying a Barbie themed celebration of drag. So I'm not technically in drag right now. I am dressed as Mojo Dojo Casa House and with a rippling ab t-shirt that is much nicer than my actual 
non-rippling abs <laughs> and my uh, giant fur coat and my Ken wig and sunglasses. But then tomorrow, weird Barbie, pink dress, poofy sleeves, crazy makeup, trying to do the splits. We've got just a little over a minute here, but you know what? I don't think I've ever heard the story of why you dress up for the march. When I realized people were paying attention to how silly this was, sorry, Lizzo Gilby, it's how not strange silly. an event, how strange an event it is. Uh, and given my tension for the dramatic and love of costumes and Halloween, I said, why not marry these two things and just start dressing up? The first year I kind of dressed for athletic comfort and then second year as well. But after that, it was all about the costumes. <laughs> So your first day is nearly over, and congratulations on that in advance. What can people expect for tomorrow? Well, apart from the governor joining us, which I think is a huge deal. It is. Um, the, a very large portion of the state delegation will be joining us, along with U.S. Congressman Jim McGovern, uh, the entire 26 miles. We'll be going to farmlands, marching with farmers. Uh, it's, it's quite a picturesque part of where we live, and it's a, a beautiful 12-hour-long 26-mile march. Fantastic. All right, Monty. Good luck here at the end of your march for the Food Bank 14. You can learn more about supporting the Food Bank and how hunger impacts the 413 by going to nepm.org slash hunger. And if you happen to see somebody dressed up as Ken or Barbie pushing a shopping cart down the street, that's Monty. That's him. He's Ken today. He'll be Barbie tomorrow. Stop or honk and say hi. Special thanks to Spouse Happy Valley Guitar Orchestra, Breadwinner, Thus Love, Aaron McKeown, The Clash, Clifford and Hypmotus, The Heavy Heavy with the other song we use for the, the food bank. Also, Monty, you're, thank, you're welcome for me not using The Clash song that you hate for one of the beds for today. I love it. It just gives me trauma. <laughs> I know. I found another one that applies. That one, I think it's like, it's, it's Bank of the West. Anyhow. Also, Hiatus Coyote. Thanks so much to the tireless, fabulous 413 team, including our director, Tony Dunn, who is out marching with Monty right now. On the other hand, I have asthma and cannot. I'm Khalees Smith. We will join you tomorrow on the fabulous 413.